just uh, we're just gonna let her rip here and, and get I was her hot for a second i was uh, i just the end of the day was just like one of these and it just continues yep well the whole the whole two weeks have just been a kick in the balls to both of us cole and i have been straight up bent over and pegged for the last two weeks without any courtesy spits nothing in the, in the politest way but that is the best way to explain it <laughs> so cheers to that cole <laughs> that's, that's that's the best way to put it <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the dirt bikes podcast i am your host luke payne with my co-host luke agabron cheers luke, today, luke? that was the best intro i think i've ever heard so really? i mean very fitting to just dive into it and uh I think we're going to keep that in. I like that one. I like that one. So, um, Luke, why don't you, uh, why don't you introduce our guest? I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about this one. Obviously like us three have been talking now for about an hour before starting this podcast. So um, you and Cole were talking, I was, I was off air true. yelling at my phone. Yeah. So you got that settled, right? We're settled. We're good to go. Don't stay at the Radisson in Bismarck, North Dakota, but other than that, we're settled. Other than that, um, so Luke, today uh, we've haven't dove into this yet, and I don't know how we haven't, but I mm-hmm. think I'm really excited. You know, a lot of people talk about the bad things about partnerships, and there's some good things to it. So I think today we're just gonna dive into it. But we've got the man, the myth. We've got Cole Anderson, Anderson Yardworks, Western Excavation. I'm sure there's four other businesses in there, but Cole, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Welcome, brother. I'd ask you what you're drinking, but I know Cole's doing a 75 hard, so yep. that's get off to ass, you. Get my well, we, can kicked, st- but, we, we can yeah. still ask him. Cole, Cole, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I've got, got my uh, Wakia Hawaiian volcanic water. Nice. <laughs> sounds, sounds delicate. Sounds delicious. Oh, yeah. Luke, Luke, what are, you, uh, what are you drinking? I am doing a straight up Knob Creek tonight with some ice. There you go. Yeah. Maybe a little got, burn. Got... Uh, the last of the maker's mark. mark just on ice and uh show show that back luke show that back just for the youtube users that is a hefty last so if you're planning on finishing that today, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, good we'll for see. you i might have to have uh cole do the outro if i finish this there you go there you go, there you go. but well no luke again super excited about this one like you said i don't know i don't know why we haven't done this earlier but it's almost like now is kind of the perfect time because yeah. Cole and I have seen so much growth and we've, we've so really kind of been put to the test. Let's back up a little bit there, Luke. So obviously, you know, you and Cole, for people that don't know, are business partners now yes. Um, yes. in Western Excavation. So that would have been, was that a year ago, a year a and a half? A, a little over a year. I think it was like it's May. Like March. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mar- March or April, not May, that we late. formed the LLC. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Cole, you know, obviously has been an entrepreneur for a long time, started Anderson Yardworks. Was it in 2018 or when you were 18? It was in, in 2018, but like before that, so I started Anderson Yardworks, yeah, push mowing and knocking on doors before that. And then, then, you know, started growing and, and figured I needed to get an LLC and that's when it was formatted. Yeah. And then I think the story of you guys starting Western is fascinating because I think it's just built on opportunity. Um, so you know, Cole, you're in Bismarck, North Dakota and Luke, you're in Fargo, North Dakota. So like Luke, you came up with the idea, didn't you? And then you approached Cole or was it the other way around? No, to be honest, it was one of Cole's guys, Shay, 
that was like, Hey, I want to get into the dirt. And that's when Cole reached out and was like, Hey, do you want to start one out here with me? And I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> why not? What's that? Yeah, why not? I, and somebody asked me this question, Cole, but like, they're like, Oh, like you and Cole must've known each other for a long time. <laughs> And we had met, I think, once or twice. Once, yeah. Once. Yes, it was once. And it was at a VFW in West Fargo. And we had we were with like a group of people. So you and I never we talked like a little bit, but it was like in a group setting and we were just talking business basically. And like three years later is when that got brought up. And we're like, let's start a business. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's it. It was Shay. Shay. So Shay was my right hand man at Anderson. He he helped me build to what it is today. And then he was kind of bugging that he wanted to get in the dirt world. And we had, we had some opportunities here with builders and stuff. And it was something that I, I wanted to get into, but I had no idea what, the, what, where to even start. And, um, and then I was talking, I talked with Andy a little bit and um, which is Luke's right-hand man. And, um, and then yeah, I just, I'll look up and here we are. Here we are. And it's funny. We were going to start like as a residential. We were only going to do residential. And I don't think we've done a single residential thing for Western yet. Nope. nope. <laughs> we bid a couple projects and I remember we didn't get them and we're like, fuck. We didn't own anything, but we were bidding them and we're like, we'll make it work. And our numbers were not what they should have been or I think people were just like, you guys are way too new. We're, we're not going to do this. Yeah. They didn't want to take the risk. Yeah. And yeah, so, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's the, kind of the skivvy of it. <laughs> so, I mean, cause I think, and I believe you too. And like some people think it's like this crazy legal process that you have to go through, but um, like, what did you guys do? from that sense of like paperwork or did you just say like let's go 50 50 we'll get the paperwork done luke i know you've got a good lawyer and then it, did you just kind of go from there or was there any agreement of like you know who's putting more money in or anything like that we we like talked about it but it wasn't it wasn't a point of contention between us you mm -hmm. know i think we we're both just like let's get it off the ground let's get it going um we how we formed it we were gonna name it after like our daughters somehow yeah, and we were that. coming up with names and both of us are kind of like, you know, we love our daughters, but there's not really anything clicking there. No. And then I, I remember I saw like a logo and I was like, dude, what do you think about this? And then that's how I think Western Excavation came about. And we're like, we're sold. And I think the next day we filed for the LLC with Ashley here in Fargo, our attorney yeah. or one of our attorneys. And we were off and running. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because I'm sure you guys looking back now, it's a good idea, but I mean, Western excavation, this isn't Bismarck excavation. So I think that just opens up so many opportunities, which I'm sure we can dive into in a little bit here that are coming up. And it's like, it does, it doesn't, um, keep you into one place, especially with, you're not doing residential, you're doing commercial. So there's, you can only do so much commercial work in one city usually, uh, with competition and everything. And for the goals you guys have, it's interesting now where it's like, you know, where do you think your home base is going to be in five years? We, we won't have one. Yeah. You know, I think, I think both Cole and I would, and we'll dive into this a little bit later too, but I think both Cole and I are very goal oriented to where we complement each other so well yeah. to where it's mm -hmm. not like we're going to limit ourselves to one area. If there's opportunity and we have the ability to try it, we're going to try it. Yep, we're going to execute. That's yeah. exactly it. 
but Cole is a bit more calculated, I'd say. Cole is more calculated. And no. people, we, I tell people that all the time. I said, I am more of a personality. I am more of like drum up business. I'm a sales guy. Everybody yeah. knows I used to sell boats, right? Yeah. And Cole is calculated to a T of like run the numbers, state the facts, that type of thing. So I think that meshes well and just understanding and Cole, correct me if I'm wrong, but understanding each other and the goals that we have is what really makes it work. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent it. And yeah, I would say you are like, if you want to say that the salesman and I am more, more analytical and that's just really our personality, but it complements well. And you, you need that in business and really it's, it's look at, look at what it's, it's brought us to into. today. Yeah. Yeah, no, it really has. And <laughs> I, I kind of laugh at that because people ask me all the time. They're like, so like, who's like the brains of the operation? And I'm always like, Cole, <laughs> Cole, Cole is the brains of the operation, man. Like I learn a shit ton from Cole every day. I'm just, I'm here talking shop, making sure the guys are good, making deals with bankers, you know, calling up homeowners. Well, we need, and, and we, but we need that too. And I say the same thing is no, Luke's, Luke's got the brains. He's got the connections. So it, it goes back and forth. Yeah. And it's interesting too, how, you know, you guys have you too, but then you've built in, uh, you brought in all these other pieces. Like we just had the Dirtbags University with Trevor and like, he feels like, you know, a big, huge piece of the company because he, his specialty is totally different from yours, Cole, or yours, Luke. So it's it's interesting how you start with the two in the partnership, but then you kind of build it out from there because, you know, Cole, you can't be doing everything, but as far as like the brains of it and Luke, you can't be doing everything as far as like the selling and the executing. No. And there's, and Cole, I, this is your show. So I'll let you take the reins on this, but when like Cole and I were first starting, I remember like him and I would be on the phone from like 8.30 at night to almost one in the morning. We'd be working on bids. We'd be talking strategy, basically going over a bunch of things through the company. And that's, you know, people don't see that, but yeah. that is how Cole and I really got to know each other through that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes back to like, it's the zero, like we have, we have the same mentality of the zero fail we're going to, we're going to execute and we're going to, we're going to find a way to make this work. Mm -hmm. And we, and we have, you know, we're going to continue to do that. So, yeah. but, but yeah, Luke, I think this is like, this should be a podcast to where like you almost interview us both. Yeah. Like, no, I, that, I, yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. I feel like I can't ask Cole the questions cause I already know yeah. the answers. To yeah. Them. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. It. I, I actually really enjoy that because I've got so much and Luke, I love how earlier, you're, you know, I, I said it and then you said it a couple of times, like, we'll talk about that later. I'm like, we're going to be here for a couple hours. So everyone <laughs> it, buckle could be, up. it could be a little bit longer of one. Yeah. And, uh, I'm totally cool with that. So, um, a couple of things too, that just popped into my head. You guys are talking about like, you know, there's zero fail. Like we're going to make it happen. Uh, Cole and I were talking about this Luke while you're on the phone. I am the oldest one out of us three, like out you of are. this group. And I, I think that's really cool. Cause you know, I'm only 28 and it's just interesting. Like what happens when we're 35, you know? And like, if you keep that, trajectory going like where are we trying to go or do you just become better at what you do so I guess my question to you guys maybe more on the western side is like you've done so much in just a little over a year like how do you build out or do you even have like a five-year plan or is it just like let's do the right things now and keep building up and like more of like a six-month plan like how do you guys 
forecast the future? Cole, I'll let you answer and then I'll chime in after that. Cause I think yeah. we've we probably got two different answers. And yeah, like we've got, we've, we, we have, I would say we, we have our long-term vision. We, we know where we want to go. The, no one really knows the exact process on how we're going to get there because we're, we're going to figure it out. But I would say like kind of how I've looked at it is, you know, we're looking at, I'll look at it as like per project, but then, but then also like really the season and kind of where we're at, but it's always the, we're going to continue, we're going to continue what we're doing. And then how do we continue to grow, become better and really grow the company and fulfill the need that's, that's in this region. Yeah. Really. I agree. It's your, it's in, your in my opinion, I think I don't, I don't necessarily have a five-year plan, right? Because I could have made a five-year plan last year. And to be honest, we've already probably would have surpassed that five-year plan coming into this year. Yeah. So the way I'm kind of attacking things is Cole and I are very dedicated right now to finding the right people for the, you know, the places that we need filled, right? Trevor was a huge part in that because Cole and I no longer have to be on the phone for six hours at night trying to do bids. Trevor can do that through the day. Um, you know, the team members that we have that we've taken on, you know, they're creating more and more opportunities for us to kind of spread our, you know, reach a little bit within different uh, parts of the excavation field, you know, 24 hour, you know, 24 seven emergency services, you know, water sewer tie-ins in both Bismarck and Fargo now, you know, phenomenal operators. So I don't look at it as like a five-year thing. Like Cole said, I'm looking at it as like a yearly thing. Okay. I'm going to take this year see what we can achieve and then come maybe this time next year, re, you know, sit back, recalculate and look, okay, we can triple what we did from the year prior. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, like if, if I would, two, let's say two years ago, if I would go and, and try and create a five-year plan, it would, it, it's, it's not even close to like where we're like where we're at now. I never, I never thought two years ago that I was going to be in the dirt world. Right. Never thought that. So like, it's, you can't, for us, like, yeah, there is, there is really no five-year plan. It's, it's see how, yeah, see how the season is and really just do better and become better and continue growing. Yeah. Continue then, to learn all the projects. Yeah. And then off of that too, uh, Cole, you and I are talking a little bit about this as well. Um, I, I love that too, how you're kind of going, not even year by year, like the year is more of like your longest metric that you're measuring. You know, you guys are almost day by day, week by week, month by month. Um, how do you determine like the health of your business, like the health of you guys yourselves? And just like, do you just take a, try and zoom out a little bit and see like, okay, are we profitable for this quarter? Are we bringing on more like our receivables coming in? Like, how do you guys take a look at the health of your business when you are growing so fast and trying to do so much? I'd say like right now for us, the best way is per project. We bid, we bid per project and we execute per project. That's the best way to kind of plan budget and track where we're at is really just per project. Yeah. Because again, like, Coming into the coming into the into the fall and winter, there's no projects. How do you how how do you you can't look at let's say we can't look at the month of December and say, man, we're doing terrible because we have no receivables or we have no work going on. Well, yeah, because it's snowing out and we're not we're not we're not executing and we're not we're not doing our projects. By then hopefully we have everything wrapped up, but you can't look at it monthly and, and even like for us quarterly, because the how excavating is that front beginning is 
we're we're we are we're pushing hard and there's really no receivables coming in initially so if you look it's at that yeah then you, you sit get paid when out. you start yep. yep so so it's it's i would say per per project is the best way that we can kind of track and see where we're at i think it's overall morale you know i i look at the health of the business as overall morale of guys that make your business right cole and i know the magnitude of projects that we have behind us and we're we're very confident in our estimating process right so i the money's there right so money to me doesn't scare me do the receivables suck 100% when we yeah. start end of april and you're not seeing any checks until july yeah that kicks you in the shorts as well but again we know it's there to me knowing that guys are happy guys enjoy where they're at and they're productive i think that is going to be 90% of the health of your business you yeah. know the the 10% is is Cole and I. that's that's him and I to figure out that's, you know, where the finances come in. That's where payroll comes in. That's where, you know, all of the back end stuff that him and I get to deal with. So majority comes from that morale. Do you think a lot of construction companies or companies in general have that reversed? And that's why they're seeing issues hiring and retaining employees. I would say, yeah, I it's more established companies can probably look at their profits a little bit more, right? Because yeah. I'm sure they're they're an older generation. Um, I would say Cole and I are both very, and Cole, if I'm speaking for you wrong, tell me to fuck off. But I would say we are both very money motivated, but that yeah. isn't our number one motivator. I think my motivator is here to stomp on throats. I am here to make some waves. I want to show our presence that we're here to play, right? Yeah. I know the money will come after that. Yeah. And really, and yeah, the big thing is money is there. It's just timing. Yeah. Luke, I'm glad you said that. Uh, obviously, we've talked about that before and I haven't talked about it with Cole, but uh, a lot of people are afraid to say that, like that they're motivated by money. And I think it's, I don't, I don't know why it's such a taboo um, topic because you look at what money can do and that's different for anybody listening. Um, obviously, it can be used for things that you shouldn't be doing, but a lot of times, like for me, it's my time. If I have money, I can do, I have more of my time where I can do whatever I want. So um, I think it's interesting that you guys are, you know, both motivated by money, but aren't afraid to like say that. It's like, yeah, of course we're trying to make money. Or of course we're trying to make a profit down the road. Um, at the same time, adding value and like completing these projects, making people happy. Um, but it's tough. It's tough to balance the two. It is. And money is associated with greed right? That's how the media plays it. That's how it's always shown from, you know, you're rich and poor, fuck the rich people, they should give to the poor people, you know, so it looks, it's played off as, as greedy, right? But if it's, if it's used to better, if it's used to help, you know, create something, I don't think there's any problem saying that, right? I don't think there's any problem saying that from the get go, because all of our guys, Cole can attest to this, all of them are motivated by money, all of them want to make a shit ton of money. Right. Yeah. So they're all wanting their overtime. They all want what what else can I, you know, what is my bonus going to be? What is this going to be? So they all are motivated by money. So why is it the business owner when they're motivated by money? Yeah. Why is that bad? I don't I I don't agree with that because the more money the company makes, the more money everybody makes is how I see it. Yeah, there's an interesting, uh, a great feeling when everyone is succeeding, especially in your own business and everyone's making a bag, everyone's going home happy. And it's like, that was fun. Like, let's keep doing this. Let's keep this thing 
like you said, Luke earlier, like the morale, like let's keep this thing going on a rocket ship. And, you know, with, with us, we talked about a couple podcasts ago. It's like, I'm willing to pay, especially like based on performance. Like if we're, if they're making us that much more money, like why not just keep it going? And um, that's the exciting thing. It's just like, it boosts morale. It's exciting. Like there's that long-term vision, but um, a lot of it has to do with money. So um, do you guys see, I know it's a little early, but I really wanted to ask this question, you know, obviously you guys started the business together, you know, it's, it's pretty easy. I think when you start a business together, let's go 50, 50, let's do this thing. How does it look down the road? If there was, and there probably, maybe there isn't like bringing in like a third partner, like, is that ever something you guys think about consider, or is that something that's just like, in five years, if that opportunity presents itself, we'll talk about it then. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to approach that, right? I think both Cole and I want to want to incentivize the best we can. You know, taking on a third partner might be tough to where that's where we might have to entertain the phantom equity, right? Or as like a shareholder with issued stock type thing. Um, but as far as like, giving away value of the business. I think both Cole and I have talked about, like if somebody were to approach us and say they wanted to buy us out, we wouldn't sell. Yeah. Because we see the opportunity. So I I think that's a tough question as far as right now, because both both of us, I think are in agreement to, we've got a huge opportunity and we're going to keep charging type thing. Exactly. Yep. Yep. No, that's exactly it. It's like, and it's, and it's really never even crossed my mind because it's, it's, we're building this and we are going to kick ass. Yeah. Plain and simple. And the, the cool thing about that, Cole, is that you can pay people to help you out. You know, you can pay a CFO a really good salary or even I was listening to a podcast and they essentially their ownership group, they don't give ownership stake in the company, but they pay them off like the profits. They do profit sharing. Luke, you were saying the, was it Phantom Equity, was it? Phantom Equity, yep. Do you, do you mind talking about that a little bit more? I, I don't know much about it. So I think that was an interesting. So phantom equity is something that I've kind of researched a lot because I do think as you grow, right, I think there's a good incentive there to keep very well-trained, very good operators, very good people in your corner, right? Giving up your business, giving a part of your business is very tough from what I've talked to attorneys with, from what I've talked to different you know business people with. But the phantom equity, that is very easy, right? Basically, you have to issue a share, right? And then you divvy out these shares to, you know, we'll call them your stakeholders, right? There's a whole, you know, operating agreement, principles of operation, that type of thing that has to be typed up with those shares and articles and incorporation, all of that good stuff. But there is no ownership, if that makes sense, right? They solely that becomes a paid on profits type thing. Okay. You guys are key players in this company. Okay. If we succeed, your percentage of share is going to get paid out based on total profits. So that should be an incentive in itself is how it kind of works. So you guys stay the decision makers essentially where you're still making the decisions to move the company forward and they're putting their trust in you that their equity is just going to keep rising, you know, their phantom equity where they're just going to keep getting paid more because of the leadership team. But when it comes to making decisions, it would be on you guys. Oh, no. Yep. 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 No, that's exactly it. I don't think, you know, if there's somebody that continues to bust ass and shows that they want to be there and show that they're for the company and 
you know, they do that for years on end. I don't think that's out of the question to give them part of the ownership. Yep. Right. And again, that's, that's a conversation based, you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road type thing, but there are different incentives that you can offer, you know, to your employees based off that. But yeah. And I think I'll kind of jump in there too, because as an, if somebody is an employee listening, um, don't, it's, it's a good avenue to be more creative. Like you don't always have to just think like, I'm going to ask for equity. I want to be a partner. It's like, why not do something based on production or like based on profits? And you may not always get that either. You know, that's if you're well trusted and, you know, acting like a partner. Um, but a lot of times, like you don't want equity, like actual equity, because there's so much risk. There's like capital you have to put in. And a lot of times, like there's, there's benefits to profit sharing as an employee. And so, um, kind of getting more creative. I know when I, um, had my first job, you know, from 2018 to 2021, we did more of that. Like I wasn't going to take ownership in the practice I was working for, but I wanted to be paid off production that I was bringing in. So we got very creative with those offers. And I think as an employee, you can kind of present that forward instead of like wanting to like be a partner. Cause as you guys know, like it's not all sunshine and rainbows, like owning equity and in, in a, your own business. Oh yeah. Yep. And, and really like we have, in a sense, we already kind of have that set up. We have our, our budget for bonuses at the end of the year. And if we do better, heck yeah, bonuses are going to go up. If we don't, and we've got a legit spreadsheet of fuck ups that are guys that, you know, if, if there's been intentional or carelessness, you know, screw ups that, that, that really hit us hard financially that's going to be, that's going to, that's going to be addressed. We're going to, in a sense, we're putting the kind of the, the, the feet to the coals to the guys and keeping guys accountable and which does that phantom, phantom equity. But doing that now, I think is, is starting that and incentivizing these guys to, yeah, let's, let's, let's think outside the box here a little bit. Let's, let's take some ownership. Let's take some pride in our, in our work. It's not just punch the clock you know, do, do what's required, maybe a little bit above and punch out and do the same thing. And just kind of the monotony, the monotony of the days, the weeks, the months, let's, let's, let's think outside the box. Let's, we, we, we have investment in this company. So let's, let's, let's execute well and let's reap the benefits. Yep. Yeah. And Luke, I'm going to touch on your point there. Cause I think that brings us into a really good topic. As far as the equity standpoint, right, there there are a lot of risks associated with that. Cole always says to people, we'll never put you in a position to fail, right? We will always put you in positions to succeed to where that, like, if you were to offer equity to somebody, right, they are now responsible for, say, 10% of the company, right? right? This is going to, we're going to go deep here, Cole. So I'm going to, I'm going to release some (laughs) trade secrets here, but that is, that is not always a good thing, right? Cole and I, like he was saying earlier in the year, you know, or earlier in the podcast, earlier in our year, right? We had no receivables coming in, right? Because we just got off winter. We were bidding projects. We're, you know, we're starting projects. We're waiting for our, for our, you know, pay apps to basically get approved and then submitted, right? So there was two months that Cole and I floated Western. And, you know, it was, it was like every week. All right, Cole, what are we putting in? You know, we each got to put 10, 15 grand in. And that's what we did because we knew the money was there, right? We weren't worried about it, but it's because it's such a new company and we were taking off 
we honestly, we took a huge bite with the risk that we have taken, you know, and we put a lot in and that's where you say we have that investment in it. Right. But a lot of people don't see that, you know, people see equity as like, oh, this is, this is guaranteed profit. This is guaranteed money. No, when we, you know, that sucks when, when we got to make those calls and we're like, Hey, we gotta, we got another, put, we gotta put another 15 grand each in or the bank account might go to zero or something, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. Thankfully it never happened, but you know, there were times where cold and I had to float it and that's just business itself. So getting really deep on that one. Oh, and some yeah. people, you know, no, some people exactly. might not think that, but that is what business is, yeah. right? Like our, our first, our, our payroll per month is close to a hundred grand per month right now. Yeah. You know, it's business is a huge thing. And when you, when you, when you get into that topic of people wanting equity, they got to understand the risks involved with that. Cause guess what? That's a cash call. If you're a, if you're an owner in that business and something isn't going right, or you do need to float it in order to, you know, continue on to the next month to where say you have 800 grand in receivables come yeah. in, right. Then, then you're fine. But that one month you're not, yeah, you're going to have to float it. Yeah. And one thing to look out for too, kind of going a little bit deeper on that point, Luke, is, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you've done it before. Um, myself, I've been offered free equity many times in businesses and startups. And at first you may think like, oh, this is awesome. I get a free 30% in this business. That is not always a good thing. And I turn down almost every time I turn that down because they just want to bring me in to market the business, to uh, invest money into it, to you know take 30% of the risk. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't such a great deal. And then it's all my time and my team's time. And so I think you do have to be careful like uh, about taking free equity from a business. And also, like, like you mentioned, Luke, as an employee, getting 10% isn't all great all sunshine because, and rainbows, right? No, because it's you not. are on the hook now, like you said, for 10% of the business, which if the bank counts at zero, you need to float um hundred K total. That's 10 grand coming out of your pocket, wherever it's coming from. It doesn't matter. You own 10% of the business. And if you don't, and if you don't have majority share either, and like to make those decisions, it's even tougher. Right. So it, uh, it's fascinating though. I mean, diving into that, like just, there are great things with partnerships and owning equity in companies, but you have to pick the right, the right companies. Mm -hmm. Well, or, pick the right partnerships. I, I, I was just going to go back on that. I was going to say pick the right people to be working with. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people and, and a lot of people are, you could say employees, they don't, they never see that because like, like Luke and I, we have the conversations, Hey, this is again, zero fail mentality. We're going to figure it out and we execute. We don't go, flaunting it or going to the guys and telling them about it even or anything. It's, that's just part of owning a business. That's just what it is. And we know that, but not a lot of people do know that. No. And, you know, as a business owner, you, you shouldn't flaunt that, right? It is your business. You're responsible for that business, but there is that side. And again, I'm not trying to flaunt that whatsoever. That's just a great example of that is the dark side of business ownership, right? That is, there isn't always good. And people think, Oh, you own a business? You must fucking make a shit ton of money, right? Not always the case. The business might be making money, right? Yeah. But we, you know, we're paying ourselves very minimal, if anything, right? We've got so much put into it. We're waiting for the business to cash flow, you know, or whatever the case may be. And it yeah. goes back to like, it goes back to us. We've got the long-term vision. We know where we're going to go. We know where we want to go. And 
that's that's what we see. So this this stuff right now, in a sense, is just temporary pain, and it's growing. Yeah. Because we're fine with it. We know where we're gonna go, and we're gonna just gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Cool. On that point, do you think? I feel I, I don't wanna actually. Do you think you thrive more? dealing like uh paying yourself less i guess like going through this rather than paying yourself like taking more out of the business and paying yourself more like do you think you're going to thrive more in this period of your life in business rather than like in 10 years maybe when you guys have are raking it in like i that's i don't know it's a tough it's a tough question to say because like i like i like the you know the operations or the building of it so yeah is that ever going to, is that ever going to change? No. Right. It's, it's never, that's, yeah, that's, I, I like that. That's always going to continue. If I would, let's say like, if Luke and I were taking more money now, I I would feel guilty because yeah. we're taking, we're taking, we're taking away from the business and we're taking away from the opportunity to us, but not only us, all of our guys and really like our future guys that we're going to hire eventually as well. Yeah. We're taking that opportunity and cutting it. There's, to us that it's not, that's not even a consideration. Was it, uh, for both of you, was it easy to agree on like what you're going to pay yourself? Zero dollars. Yeah. We're, we're still in that conversation right now. Right. We're, we're figuring out as we go mainly. And our, our, our biggest thing, like Cole said is the opportunity, right? Put it all, put it all back in, make sure the business has what it needs in order to succeed. Yeah. And I suppose it's a different conversation too, like, you know, uh, which I wanted to bring up, like all three of us, we all own our own companies a hundred percent and we all have partnerships in other companies at 50, 50 at, you know, 15, 15, 35, whatever it is. And, and, uh, so I think that's very interesting because you have other perspectives too, of like, you have other income coming in it's like, okay, we see the opportunity with Western, why do I need to pay myself a few thousand bucks a month or five or 10 grand a month? It's like, keep it in. Let's keep this thing going because this is going to be my, this is going to be the big business, you know, in a couple of years. And it's going to be paying everyone. And Cole, like you said too, not just our current guys, not just us, but our future guys that we're bringing in our future equipment, our future softwares that we're bringing in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it pays for the growth is how we see it. And on the topic of discussion that you had brought up, Luke, I don't think Cole and I have ever had an argument with each other. Yeah. As partners, we have never argued about a decision one or the other has made. And I think that's very rare for partnerships because I feel like, you know, the honeymoon phase, we'll call it the first two months, everything's fine and dandy. But then when push comes to shove, I think that's when people really start to hold their ground or grit their teeth and, you know, put their feet in. And that's where they start to fight to where Cole and I haven't had that. You know, and, and it, it's magnified too, because just of the construction industry, there's a lot of stress. There's oh, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of moving parts as well. So for, for, you know, it's for like arguments or tempers to flare. It's, yeah. very, it's, it's, it is, it's common. It, it is. It's just, that's just what this industry is, but we've never, we've never had that. We are always on the same page, but it goes back to like even our morals and, and everything line up, which is, yeah. which is vital. And, and if you don't have that, that's, that's what everything really is based off of. So if you don't have that, then yes, you, you are going to have issues. And, and will we have 
some issues at some point. Oh yeah. But we're also, we also, we know that and we're men, we're going to, we're going to figure it out as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, it's a stressful business. Like Luke, you got to deal with the hotel business and everything. <laughs> Cole and I are going to start building their own fucking hotels here eventually. No shit. God and damn. Apartments. Yeah. And apartments <laughs> and fucking everything. We're just going to own the world. Um, I've got a question for Cole. Cole, for people and Luke, we talked about this right before the podcast, but Luke put out on a story and it was like, you know, talking about partnerships, you know, let us know your thoughts type thing. And everybody goes towards more of the negatives, right? Cole, what are, what are three, give me, no, give me five positives about being in a partnership. Five positives. So like, we'll talk about your and I partnership here. Maybe, maybe somebody can learn from that. I would say like one thing that, that we both have is we have an outlet to vent to each other and we both understand each other. And there's times where we need to just get some shit out of our system. And we're both there like, yep, we hear you. Like I hear you, you hear me. And it, it just works. That's been a, that's a big thing. And I think that's, that's also kind of undervalued as well, because that again, it goes back to like the stress and stuff. We have a lot of high stress and just business owners in general have a lot of high stress. They need to find a way to kind of release that. And sometimes it is just venting. Mm-hmm. So that's been, that's been, a, that's been a good one. I'd say for us, let's see, what's another one. I think of support, like, right? Yeah, like uh, of my head, the support of, you know, when you had your daughter last year, when you had Blair, yeah. right. Yeah. It was a lot of Luke. I got to go, you know, take care of Blair or Luke. I got to go uh, pick Blair up for daycare. It's, it's knowing where that person's at and loving them where they're at type thing to where, you know, do your thing, man, do your thing. I got it here. No worries. Yeah. You know, I think that's what you need. Tell me like, really tell me what you need. And that's, that's, that's been huge too of like, yeah, there's times where let's say like I was, I was sick and I'm, I, I'm not able to answer emails or answer calls, but you are. And that's, that's been commented a lot too, of just of GC saying, yeah, yeah, shit. If Luke doesn't answer in five seconds, Cole's answering in 10 or vice versa. And that's, that's, again, it goes back to that, the opportunity we have and people notice, people notice these little things and, and we're, we're doing the little things, I guess. So that's, yeah, that is a, that's a big one. And even, even the guys have said that too. They're like, man, wow, it's, it's crazy that if one doesn't answer, the other is right there. immediately. So knowing that we have each other's backs as well, that's, that's a big one. That's huge. That's huge. Um, the venting thing, I'm going to attest to that because there are times like you can almost feel it when I, when I'm in my pickup and I'm driving somewhere and Cole's calling, I'm like, all right. And you can almost, it's almost like a, it's like a weird telepathy thing. Like we got, we got a chat. I don't care who I'm talking to. I'm hanging up and we're going to, we're going to work this one out. So yeah, I, I feel that one. Cause there's been multiple times just with, you know, problems with projects, GCs, you know, we're upset about whatever the case may be, you know, you and I always have each other's back. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. What else do we got? We're at two. I think the vision, life in, life in general, like, yeah. it, like seriously, like just, just, just being there to support each other. It's, it's, that's a huge, it's a huge deal that we are on the same page on damn near everything, if not everything. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably the best way to put that. <laughs> Wanting each other to succeed. Yeah. And wanting the and, best, wanting and the best for one another. And we want, we want each other to succeed. And it's, it goes back to like, we put, 
we we both put everyone else in front of in front of ourselves and we both do that we both put our guys in front of each other or in front of in front of ourselves and I'm trying to figure out how to say it having someone else like acknowledge kind of the i guess the work that you're putting into it and the, the work that like we're, we're both in the trenches together and we can we just both understand what's going on mm-hmm. is is just a big is a big thing it's a numbers thing when you have when you have a partner you have somebody to lean on they're kind of your crutch in a downtime or if you need the support like we had just talked about you know that is a fantastic person to have mm-hmm. you know i i 100 agree with you um i'm gonna plug cole again on this one but i think the coolest thing when we have these conversations is he's always state the facts, right? It, you know, take your emotion out of it and state the facts, right? Cause there's times when I'm fired up typing an email oh, and yeah. I probably shouldn't say some of these things in an email, but oh. Paul's like, Luke, Luke, we'll just, we'll just take a breath, oh. state the facts. And it, it's helped tremendously. I feel like oh. that's really helped with growth as well. Yep. No, that's, that's a big thing. I, I would say that that does. And I can, I can thank my dad for that. Cause he's, he, he has really pushed that of state the facts, remove emotion, but there's also a time when you kind of need emotion. And that's where you Luke come into where, you know, a, a GC is just chewing her ass and someone needs to fucking lay them down and, and say, you know, enough is enough. And the good cop, the, the good cop, bad cop. And that, that those roles are played pretty, pretty well. They are. There's times where like Cole and I will talk, we'll call each other and we're like, all right, do we need some good cop, bad cop here? Let's yeah. saddle up, man. And oh yeah, we've had those times. Yep. I'll yeah. never, I'll never forget some of them. I love them. <laughs> so yeah, we could, we could go on for hours on stories. Oh yeah, we could. Luke, one thing I uh, was just thinking of too, when you were talking there is uh, supplementing each other's weaknesses. I mean, that's huge in a partnership and especially with you two, it's like, you know, what you're lacking Cole Luke's picking up and vice versa, you know, Cole's picking up your slacks. So I feel like, you know, when you don't have that partnership you don't necessarily have that and it's a little bit different when you pay somebody you know to be there rather than when they're in the trenches with you like you mentioned yeah when you're both you know taking nothing from the company that you're trying to build and you're both just like hey let's man up and fucking do it you know i think that is the coolest part yeah so i know we didn't get five but i think if we go to five we're probably gonna just get more and more into our stories and yep. yeah, <laughs> probably don't want to hear them so. Yeah. So I've got one for Cole. Um, you know, obviously talked a lot about partnerships and I love how we're diving into it. Cause this is why people are listening to this episode. Um, it's not all fine and dandy, you know, it's, it's been great talking with you guys about oh, the partnership. Haven't had any arguments. It's been awesome. Believe it or not. I mean, it's, there's just so many out there that just fail and they fail miserably. So like, what do you look for in a partnership for one, like in, somebody to bring in in a partnership and also like how can somebody avoid like bringing on somebody that is going to screw them over is going to kick them to the curb like what do you look for and what do you do when you get that person in big thing is is take the ten thousand foot view remove emotion and again like it goes back to like state the facts because there are a lot of decisions a lot of people make on emotion and like Luke and I can, like, we can attest to this too. There's guys that are fired up and, you know, we have to just help them just kind of calm down, but just, you need to remove emotion. Cause there, there can be a lot of bad decisions based on that. 
you're, you're seeing, you're seeing, you know, you're seeing blue skies, but you're completely blind to all of the bad. That's something that, that I would say is just, just lay everything out and see what actually, what actually the company is doing, what actually their morals are, what actually the, the morale of the company is. But then also it goes back to numbers as well. And why are, why are they looking to bring you on? Like, are they, are they looking to just like what you've said earlier, bring you on to add value to them and the company, or are they truly wanting you to come in and help build something? Great point. Cause I had never thought about like, like you had Luke or said that Luke, but like bringing somebody on, I don't think there was ever a time call where I was like, what does this guy want from me? Yeah. Right. I looked at it as more of an opportunity to grow something else instead of, you know, looking at it the opposite way and saying, okay, what is, what is the motive here? What is, what is this person trying to achieve by bringing me on? I just personally, I saw an opportunity and I was like, let's do it, man. I'm all for it. Yep. You know, it, and, literally an opportunity and execute, mm-hmm. execute, 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 period. There's no questions. Yeah. And then there's also the four D's, uh, disagreement, death, divorce, and drugs. So obviously like in a partnership, not everything goes great. Uh, those four D's come up far too often. Um, do you guys have anything in place or do you recommend having anything in place? Or is that something that, you know, maybe is in the near future that you kind of have to consider? Like for people listening, I mean, cause not every situation is like your guys is like, what can they do to kind of avoid those four D's, the disagreement, the death, divorce, and the drug situations? I think three of those can be encompassed by a very, very well-written operating agreement. Yep. Cole and I have an operating agreement, but it is something that, you know, probably in this year that him and I are both going to have to revise, yeah. right. And really kind of hammer down details with, because again, from the, from the growth that we've seen, that is something that needs to be in place. Um, as far as the drug aspect, I feel like you just have to be in tune with the other person, right? It it goes back to the support system. It goes back to, you know, wanting to see that person succeed and then just being, you know, for that person, being there, you know, being, being there for that person, basically knowing if they're struggling with something, showing that support and saying, you know, calling a spade a spade, taking the emotion out of it and almost bringing it back to reality. If that position, you know, if that time were to ever come type thing. Yep. And like for us, let's say if that would happen, we both know each other would probably have the other one's ass beat. 100%. 100%. And that goes back to then we know we, we, we want to grow it. And it's not just us, it's our guys, it's the whole company, it's, it's everyone. So our actions and, and, and our decisions affect not just us, but all of our guys, our families, because both of us have families. And, and that's a big, that's, that's just a big thing to consider. Mm-hmm. dropping your ego wanting putting that other person before you like cole says we always put our guys in front of us okay you got to take that step back and put the other owner in front of you as well what would happen if i'm did you know if i made this decision out of principle or you know out of emotion what would that affect is kind of how you have to look at it when you're talking in a business sense so and i want to keep going a little bit further because i i just think of a company doing $2 million a year, one owner, you know, he's got a wife and kids, maybe does it makes like, 
would you guys recommend to bring in a partner? Is that something that obviously it's situational, but, um, or is he kind of already off on his business run or like, what are your guys' perspectives on that? Of like bringing somebody in while you've already built something up, like do you give them less equity and bring them in as like a CFO business partner? I think it's very situation based. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's really situational based. One yeah. thing that that I've kind of noticed with having having a partner and really a good partner being Luke is we're able to continue the business functions if one's gone. Like mm-hmm. I was sick for I was kicked on my ass for about a week and everything ran smoothly. Yeah, Luke was Luke was on. I was on my honeymoon. You're on your, yeah, you're on your honeymoon. Yeah. You were, you were still doing a lot, but we still, there's still times where, yeah, you couldn't answer and whatnot. And, and, and that goes back to like, I was keeping it down, but also Trevor was, was holding a lot down, but that goes back to, we're putting the right people in the right places right and, and executing on that. Don't, don't even lie. I think I answered my phone twice on my honeymoon. So Cole and Trevor <laughs> held the fort down. Like they're, yeah. They I, ran, I don't, I don't they know about that. So well. There, there's, there's more, there's been a lot more emails sent than, than the call here. So, <laughs> no, and I, I don't think it's a, it's something that anybody, you know, if you have a business and it's successful and it can operate, you know, you got to look where you're at. Like, if you can find a partner that's strategic that can help you grow the business with like-minded, you know, just being a like-minded person in that business to where you can find where that person kind of offset your strengths you know, then it might be, then it might be a smart decision, but again, you really don't know. So yeah. I think you gotta, you gotta put yourself where you're at and what your goals are, right? If you're happy in that, you know, Luke in that revenue, say of 2 million, why would you take a partner on? Right. right? That wouldn't make sense. But if you want to continue to grow, you know, and I, another thing that I think really helps Cole and I is we're in two separate areas. Yeah. Right. He has his connections. I have my connections and we, we form them together, right? But again, he heads up Bismarck, he heads up West, I head up Fargo, I head up anything around here. But then we, we help each other with whatever we can for the business's sake, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think it has to be very strategic too, because I think some people get too excited about it. Like, oh, I can bring in a partner and I won't be as stressed, and I won't be as busy. And then they bring in one of their good friends from high school who they think will, you know, has a passion for it. And then they just don't match that energy because they've been running the business for three years and they just brought in this partner. Uh, I think there's a lot of that too. And for anyone listening, it's like, it's not all great when you bring in a partner, especially when you're already established, it's a lot messier at that point. So I guess what I would recommend is starting them, you know, bringing them in the business, seeing how active they are, like paying them off of the bottom line, seeing how they can grow that. And then, you know, down the line, this isn't just like a, should I do this or should I not? Like you want to grow with them and then see if they want to be a piece of that business. But um, personally, I don't think it's going to happen right away. If you already have an established business, Um, it's, they've got to be, you know, working with you and growing with you through some time as well. Another pillar Cole, out of the four, out of the five that I asked you to provide, one of them is trust right? We didn't really talk about trust, but trust is huge because when you are in a partnership, you have to trust that person with kind of everything, right? When you're dealing with banks, when you're dealing with um, insurance companies, when you're dealing with anything, right? There's times where, you know, 
there's somebody asking, they're like, Hey, I need yours and Cole's social security number. I call up Cole, mm -hmm. Cole, give me your social number. He'll give it to me over the phone. I'll write it down. Right. That is very sensitive information. And if you don't trust the person that you're a partner with to give that to them, you probably shouldn't be a partner with them. Right. Same with like personal financial statements. Right. Cole and I have to update those to our banks every 90 days or, you know, three months. Yeah. Right. That is information that you as a partner, you know, are probably going to see. You're probably going to encounter. Right. Because your business is going to depend on that as well. So, again, I think trust is really big, not to bring it back to that. But that is something that wasn't really talked about. You know, no, that's that is well said. And that's it's again, like I sit here and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's hard to think about it because everything just everything is just expected, I guess, or like, like trust it, to me doesn't even cross across my mind just because we have that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just so standard. Yep. There, yeah. there's, there's never a question or, you know, yeah. and that's what you need to look for in a partnership. Yep. Yeah. And Cole, I think, uh, it's interesting too, because I think, you know, situations are all situational. Like they're so different because you look at Anderson Yardworks and like Luke being a partner in that, like just doesn't really make sense, especially at this time. And like, same thing with like phaser and even black iron, which is a little different, but um, so it's also, yeah, just finding like the right partner for the right business. And it's okay to like own your own business a hundred percent and then have another business that is that partnership. And sometimes like, that's a good way to do it. So you can see what, you know, where you operate best out of. And I know all three of us are doing that where we have our own stuff and then we have our partnerships too. So um, when I look at, you know, the businesses I'm a part of, it's like, they all have their pros and cons no matter what. And almost none of them are due to the ownership structure, whether it's just me or there's me and Luke with the dirt bags, or there's, four other people with turf wars. It's like, it's all the right ownership structure. And then there's just other problems that come from other logistics. So I think making sure you have the right people in the right business together with you. Yep, no, that's exactly it. And again, I'll speak on this, but I think, I think with Cole and I with Western, right. I think it couldn't have been more perfect right? Obviously, Luke, you and I are in a different partnership, right? right? You and I are in a partnership because we saw a common goal, right? It's it's similar to Cole and I, but as far as like how it happened, you know, it we both ran companies at the time. We both saw an opportunity in this market and we just kind of went for it, right? right. It, you Nobody came into one of the other's business because then you run into the contention of, oh, well, I built this company from ground up and you came in when it was succeeding you know, so I deserve the credit type thing. There was no egos attached. There was, there was nothing that the business held and it was grown together. And I think that's what makes it, you know, and again, Cole and I, Cole, I'll, we were not friends before this. Oh, like we, we were acquaintances, but in, like the, but in the nicest way, like we were, I, it wasn't, Cole wasn't somebody that I'd call up and be like, Hey, let's go, let's go grab a beer and hang out at the lake or whatever. Right. We, we oh. knew each other but it wasn't like a personal friendship either. So I think yeah. that's why it really works as well. Yep. Yep. No, that's, yeah, that's exactly it. You know, and Luke, you and I with the partnership that works because you and I have a common goal with the dirt bags, right? We want right. to put information out there. We want to help people, but we also work separately, right? But it helps build the dirt bags. You and I knew each other, right? We were, we were friends in high school after, you know, after high school, we, you know, didn't talk much, but then we came back. You know, and I think that's why it really works as well. Yeah, I always tell people, or sorry, Cole, you go. 
Okay, as, as I say, and like for you guys with, with, with the dirt bags, that, that partnership complements really well uh, too. You've got, you know, there's Luke who's in the trenches in the dirt world. Mm-hmm. And then how do, how do you get that information out? Luke E, he knows how to get that information out and can deliver that super well. And, and with, with both that, it, 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 it complements really well. Yeah. One thing I'd written down earlier is staying in your lane and knowing where your value is at. Like I know my value is not in the trenches, like literally. And so I'm like, okay, where can I add the most value? And obviously it's on the digital side of, of all of this. And so it's bringing that into a partnership. And if there's any advice I can give somebody that wants to be like a future entrepreneur or business owner is like hone in on something like don't just be very broad of like yeah i'm great at communicating or i'm great at this it's like hone in on something try and get as specific as you can and then just like uh work on your craft i mean perfect that because you're going to become so valuable in so many opportunities and businesses and i think what really hurts people is when they're so broad and all over the board that they don't they're not great at one thing no i agree Expand your horizons, but also master your craft. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, Luca, we uh, have an idea for another podcast episode. So this is kind of the we had we, the western we had the western excavation episode. Uh, this yeah. is you know a while ago. Obviously, we have this one, which I feel like it's very western themed. Um, we're talking about bringing all the bringing the whole crew in, having an in person potentially like a round <laughs> table. Pizza party, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a pizza party and we're going to record it and we're going to have the whole crew because we're going to get employees' perspectives. We're going to get ownership ex- uh, perspective and obviously like uh, do a dirtbag style too. I would love to do that actually because I feel like like you take our main group of guys and we get eight seats at the table and yeah. that, could be a, that could be a really good conversation. Oh, we yeah. talked about... Uh, like passing a bottle around too, but that, that probably get out of hand. <laughs> that one might have to be like a webinar style to where we can record it, but people might have to pay to see it's that. It's not going to stay. Up. So it's not out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 50 bucks to see the recording of the, I would pay the whatever person. you want to call that. I would, I would definitely pay that. We, we've got some funny guys that work for us. They're, they're, they're hilarious. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> bunch of characters man but no you got to have personalities you got to have your own personality um yeah and Speaking just of personalities i'm gonna cut you off with that one because cole i didn't know this but i was with i was i was in the basement the other day and jimmy was digging and we had nicked a water line for the <laughs> for the stub up so i called austin our one of our water sewer cert guys and i said hey we nicked a water line can you come help me fix this i said i don't know if it's fixable and he goes yeah i'll be right out and um uh fuck i'm just thinking of the story what was i what was i talking about again bring me back, bring me back. i'm laughing internally waterline water line, nicked it no before that what did i cut you off on personalities personalities, personalities. yes okay where the fuck was i going with that because it was a really funny story. This is the worst because I don't even know. Oh no it's about the the um is it about the Snapchat group no, no, because I was after that. What the what the hell was it? Um, God, it'll bad. come to me. Dude, it'll this is bad because I don't this even remember. Really bad, what but I was it was it was so funny. But it fuck what we're I'll have to think about it. Luke, you'll have to give me a rain check here and let me rack my brain. That's all right. We're we're late in the podcast. Only the 
only the OGs stay this late. No. Fucking, we were talking about personalities. We nicked a waterline. I called Austin. With, Austin came. With Jimmy. Jimmy was in the hole. He was digging. Um, I'm blanking, guys. It'll God come. damn it. It'll it come. It's going to come to me. But it was so funny. Dude, we I, just- uh, I, don't, I don't know if you saw. I think it was Chase. He, he was driving the other day. And the, the chicken joke. Did you guys hear that one? Because? Oh you didn't hear that one? Oh, nope. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll <laughs> we send. We must you not video. have been included in that group, Luke. Yeah. No. He sent it just to me. He's like, "Yeah, don't show my bosses." So I'm like, "All right." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. Ah, fuck. Anyway, I think we're gonna have to move on because I don't remember what I was gonna say, but I remember it was really funny, and I think that's why I lost my train of thought because I was laughing about it. <laughs> well, it'll pop in when we're like. Yeah, it'll pop in tomorrow. Yeah. When it'll I'm pop driving in somewhere in- like one thirty. In the next two hours before we wrap up. Probably. Here. I'll text you guys after the podcast and remind you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely going to do that Western podcast. I think it would actually be very fitting if we did a pizza party and like had some drinks and did a podcast or <laughs> or a webinar too. But uh, that would actually be really interesting if we had it set up as a webinar and we had the whole crew there. Mm-hmm. Cool. That could work. That would be, yeah, that would be actually really cool. Cool. All the guys listen to the podcast. I just found this out the other day. Um. Cause Austin, again, I'll bring him back. They were all like, yeah, we listen to all your dirt bags podcasts. We love them. And I'm like, Oh, nice. Like, I love that you listen to them, but I'm like, fuck, I hope I'm not, <laughs> I hope I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't be. So maybe I got to be careful. But I mean, it's really cool. They, that they listen to them too. I mean, if they so said if they're, they're still involved right now, check the oils on the machines, boys. Yeah. Check the oils, grease the machines. Yeah. We're done doing it. We're done. We're done missing that. Yeah. We'll see if they get that note. Yep. See if they're still in tune. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what the we'll see what the group chat says after you guys. Yeah, start. we're gonna. I'm gonna spill the beans. So there was a time where we were we were we were lazy with checking our oils, right? So Cole went around to every piece of machine and he put a sticky note on all the dipsticks, and basically put them back in. And on the note, it said, "Call me when you see or when you find this." Basically, Ooh. there's still a couple that they have called us on. <laughs> yep. And now, and, but but then but then now the same guys that are very consistent found in the 239 found no oil on the dipstick yeah so So that's a red flag cat your shit is leaking on us yeah what the fuck yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna bust on cat a little bit we got our first kamatsu on a site because all of our hose all of our excavators are on different properties right now and we can't we don't have enough of them so we got a kamatsu and i kind of like that thing i hopped in it today and i was like this ain't bad I've heard I've heard good things. Brody was talking those Komatsu's up pretty pretty yeah, good yesterday when we were out there. A lot of people have Komatsu's, so we'll see. Luke, what was the um, what was the price point? Was Komatsu now higher than Cat? Was it or what? When you were looking, Komatsu was a hundred grand higher than Cat was on the same machine. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I, and I was telling the guys about that, and they they were saying maybe we should look into that a little bit more because it it shouldn't be. Hmm. So, I still have quotes. But yeah, we should look yeah. at it. No, it, it was. It was it was legit 100 grand. Higher. I'm not going to say numbers, but it was 100 grand more. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, so you get your shit figured out. But anyway, we like our cats too. Cats have been treating us right. Yeah. Do you, uh, I mean, do you guys think you'll, you'll ever, I mean, unless a deal is made probably, right? Of like 
niching down into just one brand of equipment. Cause obviously there's some guys in the industry where they can only operate one piece of equipment because of a brand deal. Do you think that's ever on the horizon? If it works its way, then, you know, it is what it is, but you can still have other pieces, yeah. right? I think our equipment strategy from last year to this year has changed because we had this big, broad picture of we're only buying white Ford XLT pickups. Well, now we've got Chevys, we got GMCs, we got, Ram. I'm driving a black GMC, Cole's got a white <laughs> Ford. So that kind of went out the window. Yeah. Um, and as far as like going new stuff, you know, this could be a topic too, Cole is, you know, I'm going to bring Austin in again, where he's like, you know, the cool st- or the new stuff is cool guys, but I'd love just a roached out 336 cat. And I'm like, <laughs> really? And he's like, oh yeah, the, you know, the grosser, the better is what he said. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like we can look at him. Done deal. So, deal. Yeah. Oh, and that goes back to like, it'd be, to me, I think it'd be kind of tough to go on and lock in on one piece or one brand. Yeah just because each brand does have their own niches, you know, one brand is, you know, their loaders in our opinion are better and the the other brand goes a little better. The skids are better on other brands. So it's, it's, I feel like that'd be pretty tough. Yeah. Cole, we run strictly cat right now. Well, except for that one case loader, except for the one case loader, but I mean, but Shay likes that. So that's fine. Yeah. Shay loves that. But you think about everything else, everything else is cat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Luke. And like you mentioned earlier too, like sometimes it just, if you did a brand deal, you could still have other pieces, but you would just put content out of the certain piece that, or of the certain brand that you're partnered with. But um, I always think that's interesting. Like, you know, especially if it's not a long-term deal, like if it's like, there's um, a time limit to it. It's like, yeah, we can renegotiate this deal after two years, but here are the, you know, terms here are the terms. And then that way you're not like signing your life away for 10 years to one brand. Um, but I think that's very interesting because it's like, yeah, we will absolutely showcase your stuff. We might have other things on site, but then they're taking more value in your brand and like that people trust like what you're using. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But that goes back to like our image. We're never going to be bought out by someone or some brand. We'll tell you straight up if we like it or not. Yeah. And some, some brands will just like, uh, honor that almost like they appreciate when you give them that constructive criticism. And I always say, you know, you know, the best criticism or feedback you can get is like some of the negative stuff, because then you can improve on what you're doing. So I'm starting to see a little bit of a shift in that of some of these brands, like, just tell me like, what is wrong with this or why it didn't work for these projects so that we can improve it. Obviously you don't need to put me on blast, but like respectfully, you can talk about what went wrong. Yep. but then there's also goods too so it's just it's the balance yep. of well hey this can be better but thank you whatever brand that wants to know because i would rather work with someone that wants to know than yeah. be kind of you know forced or or a brand just ramming down their throat yeah no i agree luke what other questions you got we got them all pretty much hammered out i feel like that was a really good conversation obviously it was more towards like Cole and I's partnership, but like, hopefully somebody can take that as like a partnership in general and apply that, you know, to if they have partnerships or if they're looking to become a partner with somebody. Yeah. And, and you guys, I'm sure you could both sense my, um, you know, trying to get away a little bit from your guys' partnership, because it is kind of like that 1%, I would say. where most Cinderella story partnership. Yeah. And I would say that with like, 
um, you know, all three of us too, because everyone that I'm partnered with, it's like, it's going amazing. And I'm like, yeah, we have zero issues. And Luke, you and I's stuff is going great. And then we've um, never had an argument either, Luke, have we? We have not. And then, um, you know, we talked about this a, a while ago, Luke, but Dylan Mercier, we're like, I could see us three doing business together. And it's just like, he's just that type of guy. And unfortunately not everyone's like that. And so I'm sure you could sense like me pulling back a little bit of like for people listening that have a shitty partner or have somebody that like is doing drugs, isn't putting in any work and wants all the rewards. Like, how do you deal with that? So I think it's almost like, because it is so situational, um, I think it would be better if people would just reach out after this episode, if we didn't answer those questions, uh, because then like, we're not lawyers, we are not professionals, but we can kind of help and give our two cents. Um, I was talking to Jared Kepfer from Arrow Crushing. I talked to him all the time, but he, uh, him and I just love talking business and he, you know, he's had lots of ups and downs too, partnerships, no partnerships, all of that. And so it's always fun to get somebody else's perspective. And then me give my non-biased perspective of like, I've never met your partners. I, I don't know anything about them, but here's why I would wait to go back into another partnership after you just got done with that partnership two yeah. months ago, you know, something like that. So I think there's a lot of value we can add us three to anyone listening. So reach out if you have any questions or you just want us to walk through your scenario. Sometimes it just helps to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. A webinar. No, yeah. I do a partnership webinar. That'd be a tough one, though. That'd be. That's but it's very situational based, right? Bring up. Yeah. Bring up we can take each, each. Yeah, or we can just answer individual questions. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say, and I think this is, it's so simple, but people don't do it. Is how Cole said, take that ten thousand, you know, foot view, look at the business. And it, it, there's no gray areas in our world, yeah. right? It's black or white. So yeah. there's no excuses. So that's where you have to sit back, take that emotion out and really look at your business, see what's working, see what's not working. And if it's not working, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah that it's, it's really that simple. Amen. Yeah, it is. Oh, boys. And that is another Dirtbags episode. That, uh... I don't even know. My timer is off. So I don't even know how, how deep we're into this, but we've got to be like an hour and 20 into that one. I think pretty close that, uh, I, th I think that's a wrap. I mean, Luke, uh, well, and Cole, you were there too. Any thoughts on Dirtbags university? I mean, we just finished that up two nights ago. It was on Monday night. Um, any thoughts moving forward, like what we can do, but what'd you guys think of the estimating one with Trevor? I think Trevor did an awesome job. Yeah. Excuse me. Trevor did an awesome job. You know, and like, not like Luke and I'm not hiding stuff. Obviously yeah. some stuff, yeah, is, you know, we don't want to go and, and release all of our, all of our pricing or per se, but like public jobs, let's walk you through exactly how we did it and how this works. It works for us. It may not work for you, but here's a good basis, basis point and just helping those guys. Cause that was, that was one thing that I, like, I really struggled with when I started Anderson was where do I start? How do I yeah. even figure out pricing? Like, I don't have any data to start off. So where do I look? How, what do I, what do I, who do I talk to? Yeah. It's, it's more so like the process of how to do it and less of like, 
what are your guys' exact numbers? You know, and it's like, how did you get to that point? How did you price this out? How do how do you do your estimating? What softwares do you use? I know that was definitely um, a turning point when you know you, you guys or Trevor started talking about different software names and people are like, what what was that one? Like, what are you guys using? Because unfortunately, it's just pretty uncommon for people to use these softwares that are out there to help them. Um, and I think Luke, that's something that we can even explore of like, let's dive into more of these softwares that are actually helping these businesses the, or these construction companies and then vet them, go through them ourselves and then provide them to everyone listening. Because I feel like there's just not enough resources being utilized that are out there already. I agree. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause our, our sticky notes. <laughs> I st- I'll, Trevor pulled out the fucking sticky note with the pen on it. I was put like, you on blast. Fucking true, because that's what we did. I was like, yeah, no, we did. That, because we, we, I've never heard of Bluebeam at, at that point. No. Nope. Once Trevor told me about it, I'm like, oh, like just, yeah, wait. Let's, yeah, let's get this. And then.